From beyond the farthest reaches of our galaxy they come. Two brains pulsing with a strange energy. These space brains come to share their love of science fiction movies. Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy watch sci-fi movies and then talk about what was good and what was great. I'm Surrey and this is Mark. Hiya, tonight we're talking about See You Yesterday. It's a 2019 movie, it's available on Netflix. It's directed by Stefan Bristol, written by Stefan Bristol and Frederica Bailey. And it's a sci-fi film where two Brooklyn teenagers, CJ Walker, and Sebastian Thomas build makeshift time machines to save CJ's brother, Kelvin, from being wrong, wrongfully killed by a police officer. Yeah, so turn back now if you haven't seen this movie, because we're going to be uh, going through the whole thing, and then you can tune back in and see what we think, and then you can let us know what you think. Definitely. You can pause, stop, come back at a later date after watching it, and uh, listen in. So what was your number one takeaway, sorry, from See You Yesterday? Oh, man. So close to having a photograph timekeeping device in this time travel movie. <laughs> yeah. There was two yeah. instances of it. Yeah. So it's good to see. They had the, the, the memorial program. Yes. Changed quickly to be wavered between Sebastian and Calvin. So that was great to see. But I also take from this, uh, there seems to be a a blindness in how difficult some of these technologies actually are to do, which prevents people from appreciating how mind-shatteringly awesome they are. Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is the case here where there's two teenagers that have got time machines and they're talking about quantum compute chip boards and <laughs> making antimatter like there's at least three or four high-tech stuff ex insanely high-tech piece of yeah. equipment here and they're worried about winning a science fair so they can get an mit scholarship yeah they don't need an mit scholarship but i suppose but mit should be coming to them as lecturers yeah but they haven't yet done it have they you know like they haven't yet time traveled at that, at that point in well, the story, like with the MIT thing. Even getting any sort of results at all with those yeah. packs, which is like even putting those packs together represents a level of technical and physics knowledge. Yeah, but hang on. You and I, if you and I rocked up at MIT with backpacks and were like, hey, we can travel through time, they'd probably go, yeah, sure, no worries, see ya. Oh, for, oh, for sure. Here's the door. Bang. I totally understand you've got to find some way, some door entry. But the thing is, they don't need to go to MIT. What, what are they going to yeah, learn? Yeah, okay. There? All right. Yeah, fair. This, fair I, I saw this movie to... But they're from the Bronx, man. They've got to, to get out of the Bronx. <laughs> it's town travel. It's, I saw this one, Tomorrowland. I think it's, it's a Disney... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that There's one. A, yeah, yeah, that's a, right. an amazingly funny line in there, which I don't think is supposed to be funny. But so some kid has developed a jetpack. Okay. A functioning yeah. jetpack that flies him around. Yeah. Like, like like you want in yeah, the future. Yeah. Like a real jet, not not like... That sort of promise that we had when we were kids. That yeah, jet like pack from an the, actual jetpack. Yeah, from the 50s sort of idea. And 
he's like working on it and his dad like says, oh, just stop wasting your time building that jetpack and get like, <laughs> you go, dude, your 13 year old son has built a jetpack. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is a mo- patent oh and you're off. <laughs> Even if it's not a fully functioning jetpack, a 13 year old doesn't just create a jetpack that mostly works at all. They would make a, a backpack with bits of cardboard stuck to it, is what a, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so what most as, people would do. I would do it. So this movie, this movie sort of falls in that same way. There, I, but- I, the, it, just because you picked on that, I kind of liked how this movie didn't need to, again, because I'm not the science guy, I'm more the film guy, that I liked this movie at that starting point was just like, we're not going to reveal all those mechanics. They're two teenagers and they've built these time travel backpacks. Oh, totally and I mean, at the that. start, at the start it doesn't work, but then it works pretty quickly. But I was really, I kind of like that because I'm just like, you know, let's just make it happen. Like, because I love time travel movies and I do love, and I just love the concept of time travel. So it's just... This idea straight away for me, it's like, yeah, get get it moving, and and it was very Ghostbuster kind oh, of homage. Those backpacks, there were, you know, they there were, were a very, of, they looked like them, didn't they? You there know, there were a couple of scenes in that seemed to be sort of throwbacks to other movies as well. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. The Ghostbusters backpack yeah. was, a, and was as a you real... said, the photo, it's like Back to the Future, which we have talked about previously yeah. on an episode. So go back and listen to that. But yeah, that idea of um, you know the photo kind of changes. Awesome. Yeah, and then the uh, when Sebastian gets shot in the guts, mm. and then future Sebastian sort of flickers and fades away. Yeah, yeah. That's again Back to the Future esque. Yes, that it because it kind of it hurts your brain if you try to think too yeah, hard about how that should actually all work. Yeah. Particularly because his backpack dropped to the ground. Yeah, he faded away and spat blood. I don't know why he's spitting blood at that point. And then the backpack fell over, but his clothes didn't. No, I think his clo- no, his clothes did. No, it's just his backpack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the backpack. Yeah. yeah, so why would he... Time travel, timekeeping. Yeah. It's the way time travel works, I told you. Yeah, I did think that about the backpack. because what If the idea is he's just died, why wouldn't yeah everything disappear? Because then it wouldn't imply that he's died. Then in that time, that means he's never come back. He can't come. He he can't yeah. be there in the present. You got to be. This is so. Brain, it would be everything. It would this be is brain exploding warnings here because because you end up with these things. <laughs> he dies then, which means he wouldn't have come back. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. So the whole his whole she, thing. She wouldn't have been there either. So they would have basically they should have just popped back into existence back in their garage making plans or, or just being sad about him being shot in some mysterious accident. But then they wouldn't have gone back to cause that. And then she has not died in that past, which is then the present. So she should, she should be there. I, I, I don't think, I think in my mind, the way time travel works is she should stay, but with him being shot and dying, he should vanish, but so should his backpack. Like his well, whole I, thing. Should I, I disagree. He should just stay there because it's clearly oh, they keep their memories and their clothes and all sorts of things. So when they they go and change time and they go back into the present, and the present has changed a little bit, they still remember what the old past was before the change. Yes, which means that when they're out of time and they, like they've gone back in time, they're and sort that, of uh, he didn't remember dying, but no, exactly. So they're disconnected. Yeah, they should stay disconnected from the time stream. So maybe it should actually have been that they nothing happened. They go, oh, okay, it's okay. But when they went back, 
suddenly they rejoin the time stream and then he goes, oh, oh, I've got a really sore tummy and falls over dead. <laughs> but that wouldn't make any sense because on that time, if you go on, if you go back in time and you die, the, your old, the, your younger version dies, that means your current version can't exist, can it? But all your memories would be gone too. Yeah, everything would be gone. But, 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 but for him, they are gone because he is, so in that moment he sees it and he dies, blah, 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 he disappears. Like it was good that he disappeared because he technically would not be there because he's dead there on the pavement from previously, isn't it? Yeah. So, but 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 later, sorry, in this movie, he doesn't remember dying when she changes. That's it. because they did a time splice with a quantum motherboard. Yeah, because it, but she goes back and fixes that so that he doesn't die, and then comes yeah. back and then he. But then well, he goes to oh, hang on, how many times have you been going back? Why does she, re- why does she still remember him dying though? Because she's kept going through it. So, anyway, <laughs> as for all time travel movies, inevitably you end up in this same sort of conundrum where you're trying you to don't. go, how can her memories and actions and everything persist even though everyone else's has changed? And then I, kind of I need a whiteboard, okay? I need a whiteboard <laughs> That's to right. explain it to you. Yeah, and this yeah, is well, a podcast. It doesn't Doc, quite work. <laughs> Doc Brown in, in Back to the Future 2 explains it very nicely he on does. a whiteboard. He goes, here's your... Time, normal timeline, yeah. somewhere back here, it branched off. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, there you go. Anyway, I was going to tell you then, was this a hope, a warning, or an experiment? Well, I think warning, because this film, uh, the time travel, unlike something like Back to the Future, we just kind of say, okay, time travel movie versus another time travel movie. Um, you know, this one doesn't have... Like, like it's very clear. Like each time they go, they mess, they do mess with time, and there's a result, and then that result becomes deadly. You yeah, know, it's in a this bad film, like time. it's very quick. I mean, it's a very different tone. This film to something like Back to the Future, anyway. But uh, I just think that in terms of warning, it, it is a warning be- about time travel, like the dangers of time travel. You and I have just gotten into a bit of a like. We can't really even explain how things happen, and I guess this is the danger going to. Uh, MIT and saying, hey, I can travel through time. And, like, I mean, really, what are the repercussions if humans do eventually have that technology? It could be, you know, we could just end our species completely overnight. Some weird paradox. Yeah, some weird. Or is it the concept that, like, that's the thing you're, it's more dimensions, you know, in a way. Like, that's another way that I always think of time travel. Like, maybe if you did travel back, you would travel back. But if you altered something, you would be then coming back to an altered future that's actually not yeah. the future you so came you'd have, from. You'd have essentially two timelines, one yeah. where you disappeared and never returned. And never returned, And everyone yeah. there is going, whatever happened to Mark? Yeah. He, he just he disappeared just dis- one, one day. One day he just disappeared, One of his yeah. crazy experiments. Yeah. And then there'd be another timeline where there's two of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Or then, you'd go back to one where you went back in time, but then you returned. You return from a different timeline, mm. so it looks as if you've come back to the same one, yeah. but you haven't. Yes, which Marty McFly in Back to the Future kind of does. Like it, it is a question, isn't it? But there's no two Marty McFlys. So well, they... there is momentarily before he jumps in because he turns up and sees himself getting the DeLorean and go back in time. Yeah, and then he's just there, which means he has arrived in a timeline where the Marty McFly who left that timeline never returned to that timeline. That's right. He probably returned to a separate one altogether. Yeah. So, and I've been watching the comedy sci-fi Future Man, which does this, 
um, Seth Rogen and um, Evan Goldberg's kind of little TV show. And that's what, they, that's what happens in that. So every time, I won't say any spoilers if anyone wants to watch. It's a pretty funny show, science fiction funny show, but that's the thing there. People have come back from the future because in the future it's like this war and they're trying to save that and because the cure happened in our modern day. So, but then when they change it, it the future is just different. Mm. Like it's never back to what it was when the whole story started, you know. Um, so in that concept, yeah, it's kind of like, but then when they go back to the actual future in terms of 100 years from now where the people come from, they there is other versions of them in that timeline. Mm. Because watched- they never travelled back because... The future changed. <laughs> Have you ever watched that movie? I think it's called About Time. Yeah. Sort of a, maybe a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's, it's a romantic sci-fi. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, th- that's a really good film. It's not, a, it's not really a romance movie, but there is romantic elements. There's not yeah. really a science fiction. Well, I think it's a romantic sci-fi. Yeah, I reckon bit, that one. Yeah, I, I reckon it mixes the two. But uh, yeah, I, I quite like that one because it points out uh, that he can't go back before the birth of his yeah. child because he, he did one time. And he came back and he had a different child. And he's like, oh, I really like the other one. Yeah. And then he talks to his dad. He said, yeah, well, you ever figure, wonder why I have all the time, but, you know, I'm always hanging around with you kids. Because, yeah, you sort of get, you once you pass, um, every point in time is changeable, is what they're saying in that yeah. one. And so if you go back before, you know, three days before, the following three days will be different three yeah. days. Uh, which means that if you go back before a significant event that you mm. actually want to have happen, it may not actually happen or it may not turn out the way you want it. So the birth of yeah. your child, you may get a different child. That's right. Which could be a benefit. I mean, if <laughs> if the yeah. child that you had was, was uh, not enjoying itself for some reason. Yeah, well, I think in that... May, maybe um, it w- would be good to go back and, and let your child have a, a new shot at the genetic lottery. Exactly right, yeah. And I mean, um, so so anyway, I think it's a warning because warning. this film does do that. But if you're out there on social media, hit us up. Am I right or am I wrong? Um, and what you think about what type of science fiction this is. So what have you been doing, sorry, creatively? Anything that you want to catch us up on? Oh, I've just just uh, about to launch my first blog post. So I'm the Gravity Undone.net is going to start having blogs on there. Yep. And these Excellent. are blogs around the various, you call them intellectual properties. So I've got some about uh, science fiction type topics that space brains would be suitably matched with. Yeah. Some around uh, the my creativity posts I do, some around the, the books I've written. Yep. And so on. The idea being that uh, turning up to GravityUndone.net, you don't just get these lovely podcasts, but you'll be able to get sort of interesting reading material and it'll help people search yeah. and find us if, if they're searching on, you know, top five science fiction movies or classic science fiction movies or something, they might come across a blog post and then go, hey, what's this yeah. science, space brains business? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. So that'll be Excellent. released. Well, by the time this episode goes out, that'll be out and going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's accompanied with some uh, social media activity, which will be sort of small parts of that blog, useful commentary being released so awesome. that people get a bit of a taste of what's going on. Yeah, cool. Uh, otherwise, I'm continuing writing and uh, I've been watching... I've watched a little bit... I finished watching The Witcher. Not very science fiction. No. <laughs> it, it's kind of some elements because 
like the Witcher himself is a mutant that was created yeah. from genetic mani- yeah, manipulation by magic, but what science? But you know, su- sufficiently advanced technology indistinguishable mm. from magic. Uh, yeah, and uh, Rick and Morty. I don't know if you you don't. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I know all of it. But no, oh my god! Okay, that's that's science fiction on steroids <laughs> and speed. That's just amazing. Uh, there was a, the original um, clip of Rick and Morty was a poking fun at the Back to the Future Doc mm. and Marty. Rick and Morty became Doc and Marty. Right. Uh, the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so go go on a YouTube and do a search for Doc and Marty. The original Rick and Morty clip, which actually spawned Rick and Morty. And if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, it's on Netflix. Um, I know this; it suits my brain. It <laughs> it matches in very nicely. My wife is less enthused by it, but uh, there there you have it. <laughs> Sounds good, man. And yourself, you're. I'm in the thick of editing that short film, which again is not science fiction specifically. It's a, it's a psychological thriller and should be done by the 30th of January. So a couple of weeks from now, and then it will, we'll just have a soft launch. Cause then obviously it's going to go into the festival circuit. You can't put it out there. The festivals aren't happy. So I've got to, you know, enter into a few different festivals. So, and the got for me, the plan is just that that will happen over 2020. So I'll go and pick some specific festivals that it matches either maybe might be genre wise or ones that, you know, it's worth putting it in. They might be films that big festivals, you know, that might get you something in return or just, you know, it'd be good to have that as a badge that it was a finalist or something like that at a particular festival. Yeah. Exposure is always useful. You always get some sort of feedback yeah, from somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I'm in the thick of. And then at the same time, be like yourself writing. So back on the tools, so to speak, uh, planning the next feature, from the one I did last year, so moving on to another project that way. So that's in the background. Uh, and also, um, yeah, there's a couple other things that uh, my wife and I are going to do together as well. So there's like Pro- an probably, art. Probably enough information there. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, an art piece. So like, an, no, but a, a documentary art piece. So, right, okay. yeah, in the, film, in the film world. So, again, none of them really adding up to sci-fi, but I've... I briefly mentioned it late last year that there is a web series sci-fi thing that I want to do. But the way my brain works, like I have to kind, my space brain, how that works, um, I kind of get a bit, I need to be a bit hyper-focused on a project. So I, in terms of this editing, it's hard for me to then think about other things. Like I can, I can tinker along and write down ideas and stuff, but... When I have, a, again, time's not of the, you know, I'm limited on time. So it's, it's sort of like if I have some spare time, I'm editing, you know. Yeah. And uh, because I really do want it done by the 30th of January as well. So I'm just, I'm trying to get to that finish line. Um, and I'm enjoying that. Like it's, it's been a good process and there's some really cool footage and things like that. Uh, yeah, but there's that web series I want to, and with that, I'm looking at, a possibly totally different model. I might do it as a collaboration with either other writers or actors, like actually kind of get them doing it a little bit more uh, like a indie film where you don't necessarily finish a script and you do it a bit more like ad lib, you know, and so you get the actors kind of bringing, like you, you, you tell them what you want, you tell them the character and then they just kind of run with it, you know, that may be doing it a bit differently like that. 
Yeah. Uh, so more on that. And that is completely sci-fi. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, an alien invasion. An alien, an alien invasion, invasion idea. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's, that sounds great. And, and speaking of film festivals, after having gone to that uh, the Little Planet mm. Film Festival, that was good fun. It was. It was great. That was good. Great, we, want, good. we want to get involved in more. Yes, we do. If you're a like to show films to science fiction films in particular yeah. to uh, groups of interested people and friends, certainly feel free to invite us along. We would love to come and share your enthusiasm. Definitely. Of course, we are in around Mandurah and Perth in Australia. So. Yeah. I think we could travel a fair bit in Western Australia, couldn't we? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's worthwhile. You and I, we're adults. We could jump in the car and go somewhere. Yeah, we go to the Collie Film Festival for That's science right. fiction yeah, freaks. Yeah. So someone in Collie, <laughs> make a film festival called the Science Fiction Film Jeez, Festival. We are folks. going niche, aren't we? This We're is... really niching down. I like if it. If you're a coal miner <laughs> in Collie, I don't want to hear about those those guys in the, the windmills that are just down the road. No. They wouldn't like science fiction. <laughs> That'd be a difference. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, I, I agree. Warning, it is. I, yeah. I would suggest there's a certain experimentation with it, like about tinkering with time but because it's always a bad seemed to pretty much always be a bad seemed outcome to be bad, yeah. or you know some of those one step forward two steps back sort mm. of thing you know save sebastian that's probably lost yeah. her brother again yeah that's probably um, a really great way to put it actually isn't it that's what the film sort of did it's like they fixed one problem but created another yeah which, which yeah. leaves you going well probably would have been better off just leaving calvin yeah. and listening to sebastian at the start and then instead of trying to get a scholarship just lottery tickets. Like, come on. <laughs> well, it's, it seems obvious to me. Have they not watched Back to the Future and seen what, you know, Buzz does? What does he do? He, get, he gets the almanac, hands it to his younger self, and then in Back to the Future 2, he's a freaking multimillionaire, isn't he? With the girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's in his penthouse apartment. So, they obviously haven't watched her. I mean, just... Go back in time and buy some lotto tickets. I mean, honestly. Simply what I would do. Yeah. Anyway, what, you know, it's it's just thinking if you're going to invent time machine, that's what you should be into, the money really, don't you? Invariably. I mean, you go back enough time, just bit of compound interest would be fine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, I look, I won't keep you on that. Let's get, a, let's <laughs> let's get move some on. of that plot. So what is it, what um, happens in this movie? Yeah, what actually happens? Sorry, what on earth does happen? So just to set us up, but I mentioned before, director Stefan Bristol, if he's out there listening, be great if you reach out and let us know your intentions of this film, See You Yesterday. We do know that uh, Spike Jones was a bit of a mentor, a bit of a producer, part Spike of Lee. this. Spike Lee. Yeah, I'm not Rob sure Jones. who Spike Jones is. No. Oh. I'll talk about that another time. But, yeah, Spike Lee, great director and filmmaker on his own right, got involved in this film as a bit of a mentor. Uh, and, obviously, Stefan wrote it with Federico Bailey. And, I, look, I've just put in down our two key casts. Um, so we've got the characters Claudette CJ Walker, and that's played by Eden Duncan Smith. And then Sebastian Thomas is played by Dante Cruchot. Low, something like that. So if either Eden and Dante out there, they can also correct me on that pronunciation. So to start us off, we have the introduction is we have Sebastian and CJ and they're in this um, situation where they're talking to camera 
a CCTV mm. sort of camera and they're telling us that they're going to time travel and how it works. They're kind of giving us a real quick rundown and they're standing in this pretty dirty, dingy, you know, full of all sorts of broken down a, stuff. A Coke can in particular. Yeah. And a bike. <laughs> Uh, alleyway, you know, um, and in a suburban area at this point in time. Um, and they have these awesome backpacks that, as I said before, are a bit like the ghost bu- both, yeah, Ghostbuster backpacks. And they kind of get ready to travel and they push all their buttons and they have these awesome watch things with their smartphones and the packs do nothing. Sorry, they go nowhere. And I think the bike and the coat can shake a little. Yeah, you get, you get a bit of a, a ripple effect going on there. Yeah. Um, so we cut from that. It's Brooklyn High School of Science. I don't know if that's real. Brooklyn <laughs> High School of Science. That's the name of the school that they are in. It's not just Brooklyn High School. Doesn't have a glee squad. No. And they're in this classroom and they're, you know, this got me excited was that Michael J. Fox is the teacher. And he's also reading a book, which is an old book about time travel. So it's a good little nod there. Um, And the bell goes, it's summer school holidays. So every other person in the class is just like, get out of the way, losers. And they're out of there. But these guys have got a little plan to steal some of the equipment and to, I suppose, help their packs. And as you keep saying, to get into MIT. Yes. Well, yeah, they've got to get there. Got their packs going because they they had a problem with a uh, proton leakage, which you know needed repairing. Mm. And they, you know, like so they've still in this. I think um, Seb had sort of gone off, or CJ talked to Michael J. Fox, kind of trying to cover it up. And then he came and he and so Michael J. Fox says, "Whatever you took, just return it, not broken." Mm. And they're like, "Oh, okay," and they leave. Uh, I think they, they say, I didn't write the line down, but they do say something about time travel. And actually, Michael J. Fox goes, time travel, great Scott. <laughs> so there's a little great. homage. Yeah. little homage to, obviously, Back to the Future, which is awesome. Um, anyway, they're kind of cruising around Brooklyn, I believe it is. And um, teenage, they have these kind of teenage dramas. There's a boyfriend. There's an ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend of CJ who kind of is... He's he's basically talking trash. He's talking trash. Trying to sort of big note himself and downplay CJ, which she doesn't appreciate. Yeah. She's a bit hot-headed about these things. She is. She kind of like attacks back. Anyway, so they sort of have a little confrontation but move on. Um, And then really the two of them, their plan for summer, because I think is it um, the grandfather? He's like, what's your plan? Sebastian's grandfather. Sebastian's grandfather. It's kind of like... The wonderful sort of Jamaican accent. Yeah. And it's like the plan for summer is science. What? You know, no, he'll be working. You'll get a job, boy. Yeah. I'm not doing the accent. No, because that would be like the sort of some weird Mississippi thing. He had the Jamaican. Yeah, he did. Um, and the, oh yeah. And when the guy, sorry, I jumped over that. When the guy is harassing her, um, the ex, the brother actually comes up with his friend. Yeah. Calvin, Calvin, Calvin rocks up and yeah. Calvin with Hobbs, I assume his friend's name was. Yeah. And they sort of like, they have a standoff and he leaves and stuff. And then they're all arguing about it. He, or Calvin's arguing with CJ. And the next thing we know, we have this kind of like police officers walk up mm. and they're like, is everything okay here? And it's not about uh, calm down. It's There's definitely an air of you guys are making a commotion 
and you can't make a commotion. Yeah, you're making us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're probably going to have to put you in handcuffs. Yes. So there's kind of a bit of a, a an initiation there that the world they live in, which I think is a reflection on US society at the moment, that idea of the black and the white and the police corruption a bit and police bias. We've seen it a lot. We've heard a lot about it. Black Lives well, Matter. The big problem I have, and I, I've really thought about during this movie, which is probably a nice thing to say about this movie, is I thought I, I can't imagine seeing that happen like yeah. it's so outside of my experience yeah for example i was pulled over for speeding in melbourne right you know i was i was doing like i was doing over the limit <laughs> <laughs> sufficiently over the limit that it was not without deserved uh, being pulled it, over. it was fair enough to be pulled over yeah. shall we say and you know i just got out of the car and walked over and met the the cop halfway along and he, uh, you know, asked me a couple of questions about, oh, you know, how how are you going? Like, whose car is that? Because it wasn't my car. Uh, I hadn't stolen it. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't check into my story. Yeah. Whose car is that? Oh, I'm just borrowing a friend's. Normally I ride a motorbike. Total truth. But it was just, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. When he's just pulled over some guy speeding in a sports car who's just freely admitting it's not his sports car. Yep. But that was it. It was just okay. Uh, well, you know, here in Melbourne, that this this part here is eighty up. It's, it doesn't go to one hundred until further down the track here, and there, there's cameras here too. So you want to look out. Um, have a good, you know, summer type of thing. You know, and I'm like, okay. Got back in my car and thought, oh, okay, nice. Yeah. And drove off. Didn't think anything more about it. And I don't know if there's any uh, people who have come from a a different background who perhaps, for example, if they were pulled over for speeding in a sports car that they clearly didn't own, would the police run the plates, call, you know, try and get in contact with the person, yeah. you know, like heavier questioning, yeah. if not immediate suspicion of, well, you can't just be driving other people's cars around like this. Uh, so well, as a result, I, ca- I can't even, I was just like, does, it doesn't even feel, re- and, and this this is you know, obviously the privileged position I come from, is that yeah. I can't even... I can't even imagine being treated like that. You know, I've got a couple yeah. of friends who are police officers and they've always been perfectly pleasant and Yeah, but, but you know, like it just doesn't seem I, I do not doubt that it is the truth. Yeah. I mean I was gonna say that to put it in perspective, I remember reading about she was a single Aboriginal mother in Perth and she actually was due in court for some reason and was pulled over by the police, um, had the baby in the back seat, and they, they, you know, they, they pulled her over and um, she actually said to them, I'm going to court for this and that. And um, basically they, uh, you know, they gave her a yellow sticker. They, they, um, they, I think they said something like there was child protection issues with the car and the child, and it was this whole ruckus about it. She missed her court appearance and got in trouble for that at a later date, obviously. But she was dealing with basic, and she spoke out about that. Well, yeah, the police were actually like, oh, and this was like 8 a.m. on a Monday morning or something. You know, like it seemed like a deliberate kind of honed in, let's pull this car over and make this person, you know, have a hell of a morning. Have a hard you know? time. Yeah, have a real hard time. And, and I think your story is kind of the opposite of that. Like you literally, you didn't get a ticket. 
I didn't get a no, ticket. So you didn't even get a ticket. I have know? in the past received speed yeah, tickets. So I have too. I don't just skate no. off without them, but even those have been pretty straightforward. Uh, you're speeding, did you know that? You know, like, and I still always respond, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, like, probably. Yeah, yeah. If you pulled me over, I'm going to trust you. Yeah, yeah. And the okay, well, you know, don't do it again. Yeah, it's a ticket. A ticket. Yeah. And there you go. Yes. That happened once when I was, I was on my motorbike. Uh, I was going, it was a 50 zone, I was doing 80. Oops. So that's immediate loss of license. Again, it was just, yeah, it's this here. Ironically, it was part of the Albert Park um, Formula One track that I was on. So there you go. <laughs> that's your excuse. Uh, well, my, ex- my excuse was that I was actually trying to find a pub. <laughs> which is what I told you. I'm looking for a pub. I'm, I'm looking for a friends. pub. Look, I'm already drunk and I'm looking for an... Oh, I mean... <laughs> but see, again, he's yeah. like, yeah, okay, look, in 28 days, you're going to have to not ride your bike for yeah. like three months or something. Yeah. Um, which I... Did. Complied entirely with. <laughs> so maybe seeing a scene like this is uncomfortable because, you, and I agree, being that I'm a white Australian, that see you see this and I you feel, as I said, like the the scene, this scene, you got the air of, well, so what? These brother and sister arguing down the street. Are they not allowed to walk down the street arguing with each other if they were two white people? Would the police even bother to come up with them? And so it gave us, you know, it gave the film a real intensity of, okay, there's something like Mm. racial here going on. There's racial profiling. It was interesting as well because one of those cops was also a black American as well. So I thought that was kind of a, it wasn't just like two white cops, you know, it was actually, there's obviously, this is a bit of a... A police uh, culture. Yeah, police culture. That's the whole point. It's not like it's just one cop against, you know, black Americans. It's actually like all of them. There's a culture of it. If you're black, you're going to be in trouble. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, coming from, again, our privileged position, you do – and I I feel really uncomfortable seeing stuff like that because you think, yeah, if it was white people walking down the street, would they do the same? You know, And some other films have touched on this as well, definitely. Um. So you know, the, the film is dealing that there is racism in this society that the film is presenting. Uh, so then Grandpa is saying to them... Well, oh, they, we they, we well, they get to the garage. Yeah, you get to the garage. They got Grandpa this says, yeah, what you're doing in here, children? <laughs> you are doing the accent. I don't know if we should do Maybe, maybe you want to uh, spend more time. No, I can't do Okay, there we go. I was about no. to devolve into something that was kind of a bit Irishy. <laughs> Let's avoid that. If yeah. you're Jamaican, yeah. or you have Jamaican uh, descent, and you're able to do the accent yeah. really well, hit us up with some voice recordings. Give us some recordings so that we can... <laughs> just correct us quite a lot because we need. Listen it. to our podcast, watch the film, and then send us recordings. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. You feel free to correct us on all things. The the writer tries to set up here that you know, the, 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 the pace or the intention that they've got for this story is that, you know, the, the, their issue is if they need to get out of this society, this, mm. this part, and the way out is to go to, like, MIT or Stanford. And I think it's all mentioned in this scene that they have to focus on this science project because if they can do it and win the science fair when school goes back, then they'll get their scholarships to these places and get out. And, and their life I will really be very different. I really loved this scene. Grandfather was so good. Like the way he spoke to them, uh, he spoke with respect uh, for their abilities. 
and their intentions. And when he said, you know, this could be our chance, when Sebastian says this could be a chance to get like a scholarship to one of these places, his grandfather's not like, no, don't be silly. Oh, that's Italian. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> just stop it. Just, okay, I'm just gonna, talking I'm through I'm going to stop now. You know, I have a bit of fun, but I, I can't do it. So, yeah, he says, yeah, don't, instead of saying, yeah, don't be silly, concentrate on something that's real. He says, ooh, I like a scholarship. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, you've got one week to go. Fine. You know, you can, you can do all that and get this finished, but then you've got to get a summer job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I thought it was really good. It really painted the grandfather's relationship here yeah. with Sebastian. He was uh, kind-hearted. He was respectful and encouraging. Yeah. Which is quite surprising. Mm. Most of these are, you know, what are you doing here? Messing about with a time machine, creating antimatter again. You're <laughs> wasting your time doing that. So I'm like, what? No, okay. So that was quite a good scene. And it rolled in the scene sort of rolled out. Um, and I, it's funny because... It's funny what happened next because I was actually even thinking, you know, they've got these packs because they sort of explain the packs a bit more and mm. what is involved and this and that. And I, I actually did start to think, well, hang on, where have they gotten money from? You know, like it's literally what I thought. And then the next scene, it's quite nice because they sort of like, they have this right. knock on the door, they roll up the garage, there's like two awkward teenagers and they're trying to talk in a bit of code. Yeah, we want and, the juice. Yeah, and the impression is like... Orange juice. You're thinking, pop. yeah, you're thinking... Oh, they do drugs, you know, it's, yeah. which is funny because that's like the stereotype, isn't it? It's like the white person looking at, oh, they do drugs. Like they have to do drugs to make money. Um, and it, the scene then turns on its head in that they are actually running like a, a computer shop, aren't a they? A tech like, shop, yeah. Yeah, a tech shop. Repaired a, Yeah, not just computers, mobile laptop, phones. Laptop, mobile phone batteries, all yeah. he wanted. He was after juices in for his mobile phone, I think, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice to see that, and they obviously run a bit of a tight ship. Um, we see that on the news that police have actually there's been riots and police shot a young black man, and there and is I, sort of riots about this happening. I was surprised that that because I was expecting that to be a feature of their time travel, like they go back and they see mm. it happen or do something. Yeah, I, I did it, too. It yeah. felt a bit like a bit of a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. expecting to see that pop up later. I think they were just trying to, again, you know, like with that earlier scene and then that... Set you the know, atmosphere. Was, the atmosphere was building that there was tension out yeah. there, you know, and, and to probably explain... It's hard on the streets. It's hard streets, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so uh, CJ and the brother... Um, oh, CJ's sort of told off because she's come home late. Her mum tells her off. She, that she, there's no dinner for her. She missed it. And she, it's her night to do the dishes, so she's like pissed off at her mum, typical teenager sort of stuff. Mum, I'm making a time yeah, machine. Well, you can go back in time and be home on time. Yeah, I know. That's what a mum would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, well, how about you finish that time machine so you can come back home on time? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mum. And so she goes and does the dishes. Her brother, Kelvin, comes in to help her, and they kind of have a moment. And he actually tells her she needs to learn to control her temper. Like, she's smart, but she needs to control the temper a bit. Mm, and she gives him a little grammar lesson about the uh, yeah the difference between misogyny and misogynistic That's right. in their use of in the English language. Yes. So we get a grammar lesson in this movie. That's so if that's your kind of thing, check it out. <laughs> it's clearly the dynamic between these two. Yeah. So they... Other movies where there are great gram- grammar lessons <laughs> include... That's, right. that's a whole other podcast, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, brains. so they're inventing, and I liked the name of this, it's called Temporal Location Movement. 
and they explain how that works. And they go back a day and she sees her boyfriend with the slushies at the deli. Yes. Chucks the slushies on his face. He... Because cause she's got the hot temper. She she's does. like, she's a bit... Yeah. A bit of a... She, she expresses herself yeah. eagerly. So she's gone to, they've gone to all this effort, they've time-travelled, and she throws slushies on her ex's boyfriend. Ex, sorry, on her ex-boyfriend's face. This is sort of the best, the closest you can come, closest you can come to killing Hitler yeah. when you can only time-travel <laughs> back one day. That's right. So anyway, he's not happy, he chases them, they run out, and they actually pass their other selves in yes. the deli. So they're sort of like, they're, they're just letting us know the rules of the time travel here is that, well, their old selves are there. And um, as he chases them, he actually gets hit by a car. And oh, yeah. So they get struggling in the street. He get, they get he hits hit by a car and rolls off. Yeah. Fortunately, the... he's okay. He gets up. So that that was a bit of a tense moment there. Yeah. It was like, oh, is he dead? Oh, is that serious? Yeah. How serious is it? So they their packs then are like expiring. They've got the yeah, time got is up. About, about they have only got about ten minutes in the in the thing. So buying a lotto ticket is a bit hard. Um, anyway, so now they're back in the present, and they actually have, which I liked. They had they had a good debate about why you know we can't like you just said like we, if we're going back in time, are we? I think I think actually he does say it to Sebastian. Does say he's like, when, are we literally going back in time to throw slushies on your boyfriend? You mm. know, like. Is that the point of time, what we've invented here? You know, and it's, I, I liked that because it's like, yeah, what would you do if you had a time machine? Would you, is that all you're going to do? Like go back to do what? Like what are you actually going to do? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. And, and even such thing as, you know, winning a lottery is kind of a bit petty. Yeah, it is. It would help with everything else you want to try and do. But yeah, the funny thing is, and this is something that always gets me with time travel and our generally accepted view of fictional time travel is they said, if we go back a day, you know, if we make any changes, we can't make any big changes because we don't, you know, the future will change. Yeah. And yet what we have to realize as human beings is that that counts for what we're doing now <laughs> as well. I know. We, we could drastically make a decision now, couldn't we? Like we could, we could honestly do something like quit our jobs. You know, as space run away as podcast as yeah this big paying job but you know like, we walk could, away from all this money yeah that's right we could just run out and and not and leave our families behind yeah we jump know? a plane to Bali and... yeah and just never never come back like we could you know we could go um, you know throw a pie in a politician's face could do know, and possibly get arrested and thrown in jail and but and you don't tortured. know but you don't know so how are we changing. Yeah, small change now can have radical big changes in the future. That's always the thing that comes up in time. So like, technically you, we already have. You go time. back 20 or 30 years and you make a small change, you come back again, could be you know, Marty yeah. goes and does a small change, big big difference. But we have that opportunity every single day. Yeah, we do. And that's that's really not pointed oh. out very much in these movies. Every single day you get to make a choice and every choice will have dramatic changes for the future. But sorry, I just want to do it now. I don't want to like make little changes in my life now and they make it, you know, in 30 years there's a payoff. Ugh. I know, and that's why I'm I still want working. Now, 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 now. Well, this, this is exactly why I'm still working now. Yeah. Back, back when I first got a job, I started, started saving. Started doing exactly what I was told to do and then I went, 
I'm not going to wait. That's uh, no. 20 years till I'm 45. Oh, my God. Oh, Too so long. far away. And here I am at 45 thinking, I was such Damn. an idiot. <laughs> Damn it. If only I'd saved five bucks a week, I'd have a couple of thousand. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, such a boyfriend. Um, There's a barbecue. Yeah, it's a bar- yes, the barbecue. Yeah, is, this, is this the 4th of July? Yeah. Or is this a pre-4th of July? Is it Because the science presentation is the day... After he got shot or something, so I think I think it's like the build up to the Fourth of July. I think so. And they're having a barbecue. Uh, the ex-boyfriend out, does show up at that. Yeah, Calvin doesn't know how to play dominoes, as it turns out. He's not feeling right either for some weird reason. Yeah, he he has a um. His buddy comes and said, "Oh, got some. We've got to do some job." Now that's never explained exactly why they leave, like, no. but it's just yeah. Clearly, he's got work to do. So yeah, has a confrontation with the ex-boyfriend again who's got yeah. a broken arm and the the woman who I think is Calvin's possible girlfriend because they're sort of talking I think yeah, they're talking couple- about her and he's saying yeah I'm going to hook up with her I'm going to tap that I think oh. which I think is you know cool kid talk for I, I'm going to make her my girlfriend yeah <laughs> I, I think that's the roundabout way of doing it you know you, there's a few steps involved between not tapping, tapping and girlfriend, <laughs> but I assume that's the basic process we're talking about here. Yeah, there's steps involved. I don't know what they are. I'm too old. <laughs> anyway, so then he, Calvin, and his friend are kind of like walking down the street, and kids, or yeah, you know, yeah, I thought they were kids, bumped them, and they're like, "Hey!" And the kids kind of disappear, you know, into the suburbs sort yeah, of thing. Like, oh, and then, the problem with kids these days. Yeah, and then blah, blah, blah. yeah, there's there's a police car on top of them. Mm. And they get out and uh, they kind of say, you know, put your hands up. And I think it's then maybe... We get a rear shot shot. where we can see that the cop has got his hand on his gun in the rear holster. We do. And they're saying, you know, they're they're being very intense. Yes. Like, like, rather rather than just sort of saying, hey, can we ask you some questions? What's going on? It's like, you know, where did you just come from? Yeah. Don't talk back to me, you know, yeah. do what I'm saying. Hands Say, up. Do it, know. hands up, yeah. do it, do what I, you know, like instantly escalating. Yes. And you, and then we get that rear shot, we can see he's got his hand on his gun, so he's he's edgy. And then, yeah, it cuts away. We don't yeah. have to watch this poor poor kid get shot. No, and then, but what we then cut to is it's the funeral for Kelvin. Yeah, it's a memorial. Yeah. And he was shot dead by the NYPD. Mistaken identity is revealed, but... Yeah, he's gone. And the mother and daughter, um, CJ, have a kind of moment about this, you know, about the brother, about their dad sort of comes up here. Um, And, you know, I think there is something about, well, you can't change, like, the way the world is sort of thing in their conversation. Um, But CJ's kind of... I think mum says something along the lines of, oh, if I could just go back. To yesterday, or if I just go yeah. back, um, you know, to when he was alive and yeah. say one last thing to him, sort of thing. Sort of. And CJ says, "Yes, yes, I could." Yeah. So then CJ visits his grave uh, with Sebastian, and they're debating about going back uh, to save him. Um, and she, in this time of, I suppose, a few days has kind of gone by. She's modified the design so that it can go back further than a day. Yeah, she's improved it. She's improved it. It'll go back like 
a week. Yeah. And they can only do it once per day. Something like that, yep. Yes, because she's making antimatter. Ooh, I like pure, it. Pure energy. Yep. Which is entirely true. I, I'm, again, this is one of those moments where you don't need MIT. You could be teaching MIT. You could get a tenured position. <laughs> You'd be running the world. You'd be getting CJ. a Nobel Prize yes. for physics, I think. Um, and CJ kind of says to Sebastian, well, I'm doing this with with or without you, you know. Um so he, so they go back. They go back to save Kelvin, and the plan is um, they'll do it together after um, uh, after they work things out between each other, um, and they work it. Uh, and yeah, they, she, she rocks up to the garage. That's right to see what's going on, and he's there, and he basically sort of says, "Yeah, I, t- I totally get you. You want you want to change this? This is something momentous that we can do." And then there's like there's two plates of food there, and yeah, you know, Nana has made it for us, which was a nice touch. And they and they sort of, you know, make up. And yeah. Go, okay. And uh, we cool. Yes, we cool. Like yeah, I I don't think I could ever get away with a line like that, saying someone, "Hey Mark, we cool." Yeah. Because it'd be like, "Hey Mark, am I old and white?" <laughs> yes, sorry, we are both old and white. <laughs> 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 Damn it! But we're going to go to a montage, sorry, of you and I making. I mean, making out our backpacks. Yes, <laughs> and that's what that happens. They have this like musical montage. Yeah, of they them fix it up. Sort they, of they, fixing up they, the they double the, the thingy, what's it, and yeah. they tune the proton injector and they change. the I love spin doubling the things and quadrupling other bits and ripping hoses in half and sticking them in other parts yeah, and all that sort of just, stuff. This is incredible work. It's a good, do. good Rocky montage. You know, like yeah modernizing the machines, making them a hell of a lot better. And we get a, 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 uh, what is it? Sort of a, a replay of the start. So they're, they're filming it. Yes. We're going back in time. And then we get actual, you know, zip zap zoop. They have a, a, a cool sort of psychedelic trip, a puff of sort of orange, yellow smoke, Mm -hmm. which is a strange touch, Mm -hmm. but there you have it. And they're running to get to Kelvin, um, but they they kind of come across Jared, the ex-boyfriend, again. Oh, and it's in the park with the markets and stuff, and they kind of like got to dodge him and go through it. And it's just one of those perfect examples of like, here they have a very clear cause that they have to achieve or a goal that they have to achieve as character, but then this is just a like it's a just, brick wall in front of them. It's never so yeah, easy. Nah, nah. And, and, and that's true to life, isn't it? How many times have I said to myself, why is it never easy? You know, this should yeah, be easy. Right. Why isn't exactly. it easy? And um, the answer so, is because I've, I'm in a narrative. <laughs> it's your narrative. Um, and so they don't make it. They're like running towards it and you hear the gunshot. Yeah, and they're at the is, end of the street. Yeah. And they don't see it, but they hear the gunshot. Yeah, it's too late. And then they're doop, 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 start yep, they to beeping again. Back. They pop back. Yeah, no, and they... Well, what do they do? They... they so oh, they pop that, they're out of energy. Yeah, they're so. out of energy and they need to wait and they've got another problem that they might bump into themselves yeah. if they go back. That's right. So they need to, to sort of... Come up with a plan. Come up with a way of doing that and go and you're going to put something... I'm going to say CJ says, well, we stop the robbery Yeah. at Car- Car- Carlin's, Cotland's. Now, Kotlin's a programming language for Android phones. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if I, it was the deli. I don't know if I, I don't think I took note of that. But they go to, we did have this friend at the school, which we didn't talk about earlier, but there was a friend um, who sort of was into CJ. Those are like a little minor. So they actually go to his place because his science experiment is about energy. Mm. And so they need to like get a supply from him. And um, uh, <laughs> oh, this was so they could split time streams so they didn't bump into each other. That's right, yeah. Into themselves. And there's a great quote there. I think it's a, he says, You need my shit to make your shit, but you ain't going to tell me shit. Right. <laughs> I had to write that down because I just thought that was a really cool teenage line, like a teenage, um, you know, a good way a teenager does talk to other teenagers, or that's the way I sort of see it. Um, and then the only way he'll really work with them is if CJ goes out on a date with him. Yeah, he doesn't ask her. No, she just volunteers. She it. volunteers, and he's very excited about that. Yeah, he's he's pretty amped about that. And he has a quantum boards like a lobotomy, you know, like it's this massive amount of power grid for their backpacks. Yeah, and that that really reminded me a lot of Star Trek talk. They're just sort of throwing these words around, and you're like, none of that makes any sense. No. What you're saying there is just kind of, I think they're buttering over the science. Yeah, aren't they? It like, is. It's, and that's what I mean. It's, it's like, a Star Trek moment where they yeah. just sort of say, "Oh, we'll do such and such with the blah blah blah, or yeah. we'll invert it, or super supercharge it." And you kind of go, "Okay, that sounds convincing enough." Yeah, you got quantum chip matrix a few motherboards yeah. that are high energy intensive. Yeah, you able to splice timelines. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. That's not really the point. The point is, it's going to be simple. We're not going to have the extra complication of them running into themselves going back in time. That's right. Anyway, CJ returns home after that. She's finding that due to her brother's death, like the riots and the, the obviously the tension of New York is kind of picking up a bit of a gear. You know, there's a bit more violence bit on the, the street. The Black Lives Matters. Yeah, a bit of that bit. sort of happening. Yeah, so it's just kind of continuing on that race theme, uh, which does motivate them because it does feel like the world is a bit tense for them. Uh, that So then they travel back um, to stop the crime happening. So they go back. They ring up the police when they're back in the um, uh, the old time and to report the robbery. So they do it before it happens. And so they kind of like walk to the deli or run to the deli, I think, after reporting it. And so it's that bodega. There. Uh, okay, yeah, bodega. I'm not entirely, I've never heard bodega except in these sort of American things. But we would call it a deli. Yeah, uh, deli. It's like a Must be a reason. yeah. It's not a 7-Eleven, it's a privately run. Yeah. But anyway. So they're there and the then the time is going past and we see a couple of guys like enter the alley. Yeah, they're looking shady. <laughs> I'm going to call it. And uh, they look shady. And then she's, so then she starts, again, the theme of race is coming up because it's like, well, hang on, why aren't the police bloody here? You know, it's because, well, this is just a dingy little deli, isn't it? You know, in the in the Bronx. Um so CJ decides, you know, Sebastian doesn't want her to do it, but she decides to stop it. She's going to go in and actually stop it. And so she goes in, she warns the deli owner. Yeah, writes on a bit of a little note yeah, on about the, paper. the gun. This is robbery. Yeah. Um, but because of that, it kind of escalates it because he pulls out his gun. Uh, it's a good old, like, uh, Western again. You see, I was thinking at the time going, wouldn't he just pick up the phone and quite loudly announce, hi, 911, I'd like to announce a robbery at my yeah. shop. And then they'd freak out and run. But then I thought, actually, maybe he's of this opinion that 
the cops won't turn cops up. Cops won't come in time. And I might as well just shoot. You know. These guys are likely to try and shoot me dead or something. So I've yeah. got a gun. I'll do it myself. I'll look I mean, it's myself. a good strategy or one, but at the same time, pick it up. Like they might just shoot you. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. This is the tough. This is the Bronx, man. You're in trouble. The Saints. Yeah. Mandra. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have escalated it with a gun. No. And I mean, I think it's that old thing, isn't it? Like one, you know, my gun's bigger than your gun. I mean, you know, if no one has the gun to begin with. But look, that's a whole other thing. Sorry. O- Don't start drawer. talking about it. Open the cash drawer. Yeah. Take like, the money give out. Give them all the cash. And, and, well, I was going to say take the money and walk Run. back. Yeah, true. Or just hand it to them and say, look, just, just go. Just go because it's better than anyone dying. But anyway. Um, let's face it. How much money is he going to have in that till? Yeah. <laughs> um, and... So he, oh yeah. So see, when the, yes. she come, when they come out, um, Sebastian has gotten. Yeah. Well, did you gloss over the fact that Sebastian from the past, not the oh, time right. traveling? Sorry, sorry. Was no, past past Sebastian goes in past and is confused to find um, CJ in there and yeah. sort of uh, we're meeting somewhere or other. What, yeah. Why are you why here? You here? Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so as a result, he gets shot, staggers out, drops down. Future time traveling, Sebastian sort of looks on and then he he's not sure what's going on and then he coughs up a bit of blood and grabs his stomach and then flashes, flashes and disappears. Backpack mm-hmm. drops to the ground, but not his clothes. Yeah, and then she flashes back because her time is obviously yeah, back she, and she her brother back is back. Brother is back, but we've just we've cut straight to the funeral of Sebastian. Yeah, memorial of Sebastian, and so it's sort of like at this point. Well, do I have to choose between Calvin or Sebastian? Yeah, and in fact, she later on is talking with Calvin about all of this, and Calvin points out that he he thinks he he feels that it should have been him. Like Sebastian yeah. had so much going for him and had the future ahead of him, and everything was cool. Uh, it it shouldn't have been him, and at this point, yeah, CJ. Uh, CJ reveals to him. Oh no, because he, he found he found the um, the, the memorial. He did, booklet, yeah. And said, and what what the hell's what the yeah. hell's going on here? Yeah. And so she goes, well, we we went back, and he he says, you're not going back, and then asks, what's what's your actual plan going to be? She doesn't know. And so he'll he ends up helping her. Yeah, he does. Although it's a good point, is you what is you like? Let's because you've got all the time in the world, really. You've got plenty of time to make your plans. Why they didn't be a little bit more specific about their plans, a little bit more obvious. And this is one of those frustrating things with time travel movies in general, is that you always there's always better ways of doing things, and they yeah. never seem to do the better way. Like no, and and it's, I think it's a, it's a common. Problem-solving issue is that people who are very close to the problem can't can't, can't understand see, yeah. the the bigger. Because I, I was thinking, he gives her his dog tags, dad's dog tags, and says, "Look, that plus the memorial, that's got to convince me because yeah. there's no way I'd ever take these dog tags off and give them to you. So how would you end up with them?" And I know, and and they go, and sure enough, they run down, and instead of going to the bodega. They run the other way, which confuses Sebastian because he's like, but, uh, you know, we're supposed to, that was our plan to go there. Yeah. But this is the other Sebastian who hadn't 
died, died here, yeah. that she's gone and joined with yeah. and went on that. Anyway, so they run off and they, they come across Calvin and his buddy and they get into some ridiculous argument because let's face it, someone runs up to you and says, I'm from the future. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. And you're like, what? Particularly if it's your little sister. And you yes. sort of go, I don't have a little sister, but it's my little brother. I'd be like, what nonsense is this? What trick are you trying to play here? What, you know, what, what, what's the game? And I, what, yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. And then she shows his, his, the dog tags. And he says, well, you got these cheap, these knockoffs there. They must be bootleg. They're, that's not real. And they, they have a bit of an argument there. And the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, this is just like that first thing. Yeah, they have an sure. argument. And sure enough, the cops turn up. And there's a, a, a tense scene where Calvin doesn't back down initially. He's like, he's, he's been all tough, yep. which is exactly the wrong thing to do in this situation. And they, Sebastian's arguing as well. Yeah, Sebastian, I think. Well, and they, what they happens with Sebastian? Sebastian they throw him on the ground. And like, yeah. it's like he's all stiff and locked up. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they arrest, one of them's arresting him. Well, they're trying to get the handcuffs, but he, he's not getting his arms behind his yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And God knows why that is. I sort of got the. It looked well, it was like the backpack, a, I think, wasn't it? Was it like a seizure or something? I think he was stuck with his backpack. That was the idea. Yeah, I know. Like, he, yeah. Was, he was struggling. He wasn't. I don't think he was by choice. No. Uh, yeah, resisting. He wasn't by choice choosing <laughs> to get shot. So, no. and this is where we get the photo scene where Calvin looks at the memorial yeah. and it changes to Sebastian. Yeah. And then it changes back to Calvin. Yeah, because then he pulls. And he stands up. Deliberately pulls. And he, he reaches into his pocket and pulls his phone out. Yeah. Which if everyone knows, phones look exactly like guns. They do. And he gets shot. Yes. But then that's what you said before, like, May you know, like you're like, how would you convince him? What about a video recording? Well, I was him, like, I would suggest... you, before going like, if you if I videotaped you saying, "Past sorry, I'm your future self. If you don't do what Mark is telling you to do when he comes and sees you, you're gonna die." Well, like, see, on the would other you hand, think though, that was like totally? But then you'd probably think goal, it's fake, wouldn't you? The goal of this was not to convince him of anything. The goal was to have him not get shot by the police. Yeah. So the easiest thing to do would be if they immediately came up to them. Or knock him out. Grab the guy's, their friend's phone. Yeah, and run. Call them both names, give them a bit of a shove and then run. Yeah. They'd, they'd chase you. They'd go, yeah. oh, bloody CJ and Sebastian, what are you doing? And they'd chase after you. No longer on the street when the cops turn Or what up. about like running up and saying, mum's in hospital. Yeah. they come right now. Because right. like, and, and there's the thing, the goal is mum's not to convince Mum's been hit by a car. Them. Like, you know. Yeah. You get the same thing in horror movies where the person comes yeah. up and says, there was this monster, a werewolf jumped at me. Yeah. Oh, you've been drinking again. Yeah. And the person's like got blood on them. Is that yeah. like, you sort of say, so the, the point here is that you look at the, the big, bigger picture really them. is that it's the werewolf thing is irrelevant. Yeah. What is relevant is we are in big danger. Yeah. This is not my blood. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Then people would go, ah, oh, yes. Okay. They'll fill in whatever detail I want. Same, same thing. Yeah, it is. So it is, it's it's frustrating, and you just want them to just Convince just them with... get moving. You don't yeah. even have to talk to them. You just nah. give them a quick slap in the nuts and run. <laughs> That's right. He'll chase you. Yeah, trust yeah. me. Or even if like you tackle him to the ground, because then when mm. the police came, if you're on the ground like rolling around, they're probably like, "It's different, isn't it? The scenario is different now. You yeah. know, like anything could be different." Anything could be yeah. different. Just not standing there where you're going to go, who? They know when the police turn up and they turn up in a car, what about a board with a bunch of broken nails in it? Yeah. With nails poking up at the right time, cars run over it, 
stops way up the street. Yep. Not a problem. It's and even if it stopped other cars, it would probably stop the police car. Different scenario. Oh, there we go. Thinking, thinking, thinking. So after this second time Kelvin sort of sacrificed himself, um, her, her brother um, disappears, uh, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, we get back to the current timeline. Yeah. Well, yeah, and where we watch him see sister disappear. And then he sort of turns around and walks and disappears. Yeah, and so Sebastian has a whole, like, uh, back with CJ questioning about going back again. She's saying we're going to go back again and save him. Um, and he's saying and that then, it's just it's always turned out bad. Yeah, and, and then he's sort of actually questioning her, like, how... Uh, that, so she reveals that he died previously mm. and the truth about that. And so him sort of realising that um, is very important. And so he doesn't want to travel back. And we basically come into the end here where then CJ travels back without him. Yep. Yep. And starts running. And starts running. Presumably to save her brother. You'd hope so. Yeah. Unless she desperately wanted to use the But toilet. if she's... Go- <laughs> this is going to take me back to what we were arguing about earlier. But then if she's going back again, is she going to see herself... No, because she's got the, the super quantum mega oh, magic. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it it splices timelines and resets them, essentially, whatever that means. It's like a video editing. It means she gets a, a, a go again. Sounds Which, good. It, yeah, I know. And that's that's one of these frustrating things where you sit there going, okay, if you sat down and took a moment, because you've got a time machine, you don't have to go in this minute, five-minute period. No. You could spend an hour, cool yourself down, and just go, what is... Cause Sebastian's biggest complaint was it's it's freaking dangerous. Like he nearly got killed that time, and he did get killed the other time. Yeah, and then you got to just sort of say, well, okay, so let's come up with you know calling the police to stop the crime. That was a good plan because it kept you out of the way. But then for some reason you went in to where the crime was going to occur. So you could sit down and come up with okay, here's ten ways that we can try that don't involve. You know, getting in harm's way. Yeah, and even Let's, us being involved in it, you know, so that we cause a ripple from that, mm. you know. So let's 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 just try each of these ten ways, which are really like safe and secure. Like I said, you you could do ones where, okay, you turn up. The, the difficulties have only got about ten minutes in the yeah. past. But if you if you turned up and, you know, um, set fire to a bunch of cars on that street. Yeah. And I mean, they bring stuff like they bring their phones and that. So that, yeah. like, even your idea, I was just thinking that you said before the nails, they could actually do that in the present and then take it back with them, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, surely take, take those back, set and... fire to the cars. I mean, they could bring petrol and just, you know, yeah, yeah, chuck it in there because fire up the whole street. That will, um, that will get everyone out of yeah. the buildings, and there'll be. It would just be a different it'll be, reaction. It'll be, it'll be chaos. Yeah. There'd be no way that the cops would turn up there and pull their guns and start no. shooting if there's. Like, there's that much chaos going around. They'd be just like, what the hell has happened here? And also, surely the brother would go, what the hell are you doing lighting up cars? Like, <laughs> he would probably yeah. run. Surely he'd yeah. be, I'm not hanging around for this. This yeah. is crazy. Uh, so you could easily come up with 10 different ways which would be quite safe to do, relatively easy, and only after you've exhausted all of your really obvious options and you start doing the, the more obscure and weird options. Not to mention the fact, 10 minutes, go back to... Um, 10 minutes like early in the day to the police station where those two police officers are 
and distract them while they're getting the call. Ask directions. Buy them donuts. Sorry for any police listeners, but I'm sure you like donuts as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be distracted. I would. I would. I'm not policist. So what was your viewing experience like? Of this? I watched this in three parts. Right. So the first part was I, given the brief description on Netflix, it says a couple of teenage friends develop a time machine for, and that's about it. I sort of went, oh, this is like a kid's movie. Started watching it with my kids uh, about seven minutes in or so. There's sort of a, a fair bit more sort of swearing and the yeah. theme is looking a little bit grim and the kids are like looking at me going, Dad, why are we watching this movie? And I'm like, well, I don't know. This is a bit of a strange movie for us to watch. So we watched something else. And then I watched some on the train. And then the... So I watched the, on the train up to... Up to just before they went back for the first time. So that's the halfway mark, really, the yeah. midpoint where they get it all working. Then watched the last part with my wife uh, where I was able to quickly fill her in saying, yeah, because she saw the first bit, first seven minutes, knowing that there's two kids with time machines. says, yeah, they're going to go back to save uh, brother. So if I was a little bit vague on the, that first sort of 10-minute scene with, with Michael J. Fox, I'm like, that was a few months ago that I actually watched that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's... Um, but being that it's a time travel movie, was which is a bit chopped up, it's, it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I, I think I got all of the, all of the parts in together. It was a bit strange. And how did it make me feel? That's a question. Thank you for asking. Okay. Idea. <laughs> no uh, I amuse myself endlessly. You do. Uh, and I'm glad because I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bother trying to amuse me. It doesn't work. So I think. I really liked I liked the setting that it was in. I feel as if this movie needed more time because irony. <laughs> I think there was yeah, the irony there. Cuz I think Spike Lee's influence there on the the racial elements, I think that tension there was was really in there the um uh topical with the Black Lives Matters protests and you know police shootings. Yeah. of Kids, not of each other, I assume. Yeah. That it felt as if there, there could have been a whole lot more, it, like there, a lot more drama and tension wanted to be introduced in here. And they only got three times back. I feel it could have been a bit more Groundhog Day-ish in yeah. that they could have quickly shown exhausting a number of straightforward plans. Yeah, yeah. And, and thus having to take more direct slightly riskier action. Yeah, the film didn't do like, I mean, you mentioned that um, about time, isn't yeah. it? Or in, yeah, about time. And it's like, you know, and that like, the, because it is that joke, he can go. So it's like one, two, three, he does it like three times in a row, doesn't he? Like the same thing. So they could have even done that with this film, couldn't they? They could have done like a montage of them trying to fix it. And because yeah. then that would, everything we said before, uh, about you know logically thinking out the solution, like if they'd sort of done that and shown that, oh no, every single solution doesn't work out. Yeah, right. the, the three that you know, we like, sort of spend time on, yeah, are, are the, the best options. One is sort of the worst, where yeah. Sebastian dies, and the other two are sort of the best, the better outcomes. Yeah, the better outcomes. And yeah, that's sort of sort of like it, but it it had, uh, I think it it had some great, yeah, build up there where. 
where we first have uh, Calvin's death and the news reports and these families in their little living rooms. Yeah. And even after Sebastian's death, where the grandfather is, is you know, wailing and his, his wife has been admitted to the hospital because she's just had a mental breakdown of some sort, like she's totally messed up. And you you really get this this strong feeling of consequence mm. there, and and on on a personal level, where where it's who cares about these larger pictures? There are these larger pictures going on in the background. Yeah, but then it brings it right home, going. But even still, what really matters is the fact that these people here are are just they're they're victims of this situation and they're suffering. Yes, it's you know you can you can have whatever protest you like, you can have whatever political movement you like, and so forth. At the end of the day. It's it's about people and families, uh, you know, struggling and suffering because of it. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely. quite it's quite good. I thought there's there's some great intense bits there, which which would have been awesome to expand on. Mm. But then there's also this time travel part, the science fiction part, which could have expanded on. Yeah, and I think the two would have worked really well. In I don't know how you get a longer format. It's it actually a relatively short film, uh, an yeah. hour twenty. Yeah. Um, we're at an hour 27, but then there's always about seven minutes of credits and things. So yeah. about an hour 20-ish. I, I, for me, I enjoyed watching this because I kind of was like, I, I like time travel. So as soon as I start watching something like that, mm. I thought, as I said at the start of our podcast here, that, you know, I, it was good that we started straight away. They were trying to do mm. it. Like there wasn't any long waffle to that. I got excited by Michael J. Fox. You know, there was yeah. homage going on there. Um, they got into it pretty quickly. Uh, I liked the idea of it like being two friends, not like it didn't seem like they were boyfriend girlfriend. There was, there was they, no romance. It wasn't really romance. They, they were even... they were the family they chose. That's right. Well. I think yeah. mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. Which I I, I agree. I, it was so good. There was no sexual tension. No. At all. No. Between these. And two. that that that's good because yeah, you know, a boy a boy and a girl and can they, be friends. They like... even made a few remarks where. You know, um, something rather black man, something rather black woman. They said there's that yeah. sort of ritual exchange, and like was at the very end when she says, "You know, I, I love you, Sebastian," but then she runs off. Yeah. It was delivered in a, in the same way that you'd, you'd say it to uh, a good friend or a family member or something. Yeah, yeah. I I really did appreciate that that wasn't. No, it wasn't. A it thing. would have been so easy for how to have a little bits of. You know, ah, yeah. He's Sebastian's particularly annoyed at her ex boyfriend because and then kind of her. jealous about the computer tech we yeah. go to uh, but none of no. that counts so that was very cool actually um and i liked the setting now look i haven't gone to brooklyn myself but i from all the other movies of brooklyn you know growing yeah. up in the 80s looking back in the 70s and the 60 films and and the way new york brooklyn can be shown where it's like you know, on every street corner there's drug deals and things like that. Like I felt that this was much more of a real version of Brooklyn. Yeah. And I think when you coupled that with that tone that they were trying to create of police randomly talking to them quite antagonistically uh, or accelerating in the violence, like I really liked that. And a, a perfect scene of that, in fact, was, you know, when they first travelled and they like ran up to people and they like, what's the date? And like the lady, one lady's like, oh, oh, it's this, oh, this date, you know, like, oh, you, you guys are weird. And then the next, the next person, like they grab the next person, like, what's the date? You know, and they, they're saying that the date and they're like, well, 
are you guys on crack? Like, are you guys on drugs? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, it's the date, you know? And then the third guy's like, fuck off. Yeah, you know, fuck like, out of my face. Like, get the fuck out of my face. You know, it's like, like this isn't a nice world, but it seemed like it wasn't the unrealistic Hollywood version of that sort of black ghetto. Like, it's like, no, this yeah. is a real world, you know? Like, they're on the train, they catch the train. Like, they talk to each other and some people are nice to them, some people are rude to them, you know? Like, it, it seemed so much more legit, you know? Mm. And again, it might go back to good old Spike Lee being involved or not. I'm not sure. But I liked that. I liked that real-world environment. So therefore, bringing in this antagonistic police force and violent, you know, culture, um, it it made it more dangerous to me, you know, because it's like, oh, okay, this world's a little bit unhinged. It's not the crazy Hollywood version. But then when you can couple it with a police force that's more violent it, it made a lot more sense so i liked that that was a really cool viewing experience for me um what about where do we where do you put this on your ladder climbing the rungs of my ladder the ladder is getting big as now. an actual ladder yeah, yeah yeah as in if you were going to watch these movies yeah what order would i suggest you watch them in hmm then start at the bottom of this ladder and climb your way to the top. <laughs> Fair enough. They're all worth watching. Yeah, well and truly. And you can, you can pull something out of each one of them, whether As... it be story or scene or setting or acting or cinematography. And that is our whole intention here at Space Brains yeah. is to look for the positives. So I'm going to put this one. Da, 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 da. Um, above Shanghai Fortress. So I reckon you should watch The Space Between Us. Yes. You should watch Shanghai Fortress. Yeah. And then you should watch See You Yesterday before Equals, The Wandering Earth, Dark Storm, and so forth. Yeah, right. That's why I reckon you should go. Yeah. Mine's for this Culminating one. Culminating to... Oh, sorry. It's Oblivion at the top at the moment. Oblivion and Pitch Black. I am... Yeah, you and your Pitch Black. Me and my Pitch Black. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just... I've been poisoned by it. There, there was... It struck me at a time, but... See you, yes. Hey, on a little side note, Kristen Stewart, who was in Equals, yes, uh, there's a brand new movie called Underwater that's just coming out, um, and it reminds me. I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. Few critics are against it. Few fan people are really into it. Uh, you know, she, it's it's seven miles deep in the ocean. They have to walk a little bit along the ocean to get to the to, to the rescue bit, and there's monsters, right? So I was like, oh, watching the trailer, it looks a lot like Pitch Black because it's Pitch Black down there. Monsters. There's some sort of monster thing. They're trying to eat them? Yeah, they're going to eat them. Oh, yeah. You know, if there's monsters trying to eat people, I'm in it always. (coughs) It kind of looks like there's bits of alien, but it really, if you watch, you should watch the trailer because it looks like Pitch Black. Well, that sounds a version of Pitch Black. So long as they have the the characterization. But that's the thing, they might not have Riddick. Yeah, that made that for me. The, the that's Riddick, what made the film. The, the, that that triumvirate there of of Riddick, the pilot, and the bounty hunter. Mm, yeah, uh, with a bit of spice running with the the religious guy and his students. Yeah, but yeah, that, but Riddick, that Riddick's the way that they revealed Riddick was really what for mm. me what made that film worth it. But where are you putting this one on the other <laughs> Mine's a mine's a bit higher actually. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of thinking it's on about my fourth rung of the ladder from the top. Yeah, I, I think it deserves a bit of credit. So, yeah, I'm putting it up there. I'm putting it up there. Good work. So, wherever you think about your ladder and how you're uh, looking at all the films we've reviewed, 
and where you might fill it in on there, let us know. Hit us up. As, as I say, every episode, we've got to make this into a graphic. Yeah. Uh, infographic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit myself, get myself onto Fiverr and find someone who makes infographics, yeah. little explainers or something. Yes. And then, yeah, get it on there. Sounds good. Okay, we have talked quite a bit about plot and some of the scenes. Uh, did you have a favourite? I really, I, I love that grandfather. Yeah. The grandpa, I loved his Jamaican accent, which I will yeah. not try again at all. No, I do not try <laughs> I almost tried it there. I yeah. Went, no, I, I won't try that again. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah. No, so, yeah, just that scene in the garage where... There's two kids enthusiastic about their project. They've got mm. a week to go before it's revealed to the world. Yeah. Grandfather comes in, wants them to do the yard work. And the reason I like the scene is because it, it broke my expectation. Yeah. I was expecting you've got to do your yard work, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. But you know what still needs to be done? Honest, hard work in the yard with a Right, you know, and then, oh, yeah. okay. And then they've got to go out and something happens. Yes. Totally totally opposite. As soon as they, they say that what they're doing, the grandfather's like, hey, that's really, that sounds great. Yeah. So when you've done this in a week's time, however, I probably do, I want to see you get out and, and do some, basically get a summer job, but, you know, he's expressing that they should experience other things as well because they've clearly been doing a lot of science. They've been, for the past year, they've been locked away. I think it also puts the char- it's a bit of characterization for um, Sebastian as well, but isn't it? It's like he's not going to be on the street doing drugs or gangs or anything. He's going to be one of the guys working, you know. Like mm. it, it puts it, it puts the character and the family dynamics a bit into context that they're good people, yeah. you know, in this society. They're just trying to do their thing. Like they're just trying to be yeah. as good as they can. And I think got. I think the other scene was when they did first go back and they're running around asking, they're, they're so excited, what's the date, what's the date? Yeah, Yay. I love that. I reckon that's it, great. It gave you that feeling that um, I'm sure we've all had when your little project or your little effort has worked. Yeah. And so on on the Friday, I uh, went to the Kunana Skate Park. Yeah. And I were there. We, we took a, a friend, kid along with us, who otherwise doesn't get out skating often. And... She was doing this cool slide where you, you come around slowly and then you just slide the, the tail of the skateboard yeah. side on and come to a stop. Just just got that to work. Felt so good. <laughs> I wanted to run around and say, what's the date? What's the date? No one was watching me. No. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I love that scene. That's what I was just talking about as well. I love the Michael J. Fox scene. Like That got me super pumped. Uh, and I, I think I... I also, I loved the idea of the photo, you know, like the photo on the memorial piece of paper. Like I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, is it going to shapeshift? Mm. You know, like there was the excitement yeah. in that factor. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but I suppose like just even the scene where they do actually time travel the first time. Mm. So, you know, we mentioned at the start, they fail, but they've got that dirty, dingy alleyway. And then it's like sparks fly, the bike shakes, the Coke can moves, and then they, like, warp into a bit of a, you know, space odyssey tunnel, don't they? I got you know, a like, real feeling of you that. Know, like, and, it yeah. was, and, you know, it was all, like, flashing and the colours, and they were also, like, 
they when they landed as well, they were really sort of a bit out of body. Like they were kind of like had to get back into their bodies. Like they, it was almost like their spirit or their brain was elsewhere, and they sort of had to come back in. I thought that was quite well acted, and uh, and, I, and I felt it, you know, in a good way. It was like, it was a different time travel, you know, like in Back to the Future, the time travel just happens pretty much in you know in time. It just happens, and so it's kind of cool to sort of actually have a bit of that. Like I like a wormhole. Who doesn't like a wormhole? You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like it's kind of like you can. They can really exaggerate a wormhole. I think it was done right to the sort of the right length of time for a wormhole, and just have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, um, it's, you know, like, it's just uh, again, it's Star Trek style yeah, science where it's yeah. just kind of drop a few words that are real words, yep. but and this is sort of what it would look like. Don't go into <laughs> any explanation, like no. the beyond. Yeah actually cut to a oh. physicist explaining yeah. things which is like very everything. cool yeah it was but this is not that story this no, story this is, is like yeah, is is like star trek yeah, yeah there's science yeah that's the science yeah um worm a hole positron antimatter yeah. uh neutron leak bang okay now what we're doing actually is fine. it's just time yeah. travel yeah so it's really very good yeah so i liked that i think that was a scene that i thought really cool like i really i like that was probably one that stood out to me definitely any things you think they could tweak, make better next time? Like I said, a little bit longer. Yeah. And a little bit more. A bit more. Uh, a little bit more impact of the time travel to their the, the life and the existence that they have. Yeah. Either positive or negative, either a, a, a touch of hope or a touch of, you know, um, doom. Yeah. Either, either one, the ending and... Uh, having having looked up uh, some interview there where he's talking to um, Stefan Bristol, he's saying that he wanted he wanted that feeling of just continuousness. Yeah, uh, there was, and and I can understand that, but I still I really to feel properly satisfied wanted uh, a little bit more either dipping down or dipping up, some sort of indication so that you can argue about. Mm. But otherwise, otherwise well, it's it's a beautiful world they presented. Yeah, and uh, the the characters were quite nice. I loved all those Jamaican accents. I don't, is that mm-hmm. common in Brooklyn? I don't know. Again, I think it adds depth that it's not just you know a stereotype of an American black, you know yeah. Afro American kind of thing. You know, it's the African American. Sorry, not Afro <laughs> African American. You're you know, allowed they, to reference Afro Circus, Afro Circus, don't do that, don't Afro Circus. Yeah, so but yeah. only in reference to Madagascar. Whereas this is kind mm-hmm. of like. Hey, not all black people are the same as different cultures, you know. Yeah, and Jamaica, that's... you know, came in, and probably some other South American countries are in there as you know, like in there as well. Like there's influences that aren't just African American, you know, and they get yeah. blanketed a bit the same. I think. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a good thing for it to be there. I, I agree. Like I think it could have been a bit longer. I also probably what I mentioned earlier, there could have been more of a montage of time travel, like options, yeah. options, giving us some, whether they could have been fun or more serious. Well, they would they have could had have to have a there. couple funny ones because yeah. we've got that little bit where she throws the slushies. Yeah. And yeah. It has a serious side of it, but maybe a couple others where they just go back and um, play with puppies. <laughs> you know, like, no, I know. But I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking more like they're trying to save the day, but things go, just go wrong, you know, like, yeah. like a montage of that would be, because I think... That could have then uh, that option of like get going to Kelvin or not going, you know, like uh, it would have like ramped that tension up a bit more. And then I also do think that 
probably at the end, like I get the idea of continuous, but I think at the end it could have been that she, you know, she doesn't save him. Um, and so she's going to like do something totally, totally different, like go to a different time frame, or, you know what I mean? Like, and then that could be the continuous. Really you know, like stuff up. Really go, well, I'm going to go off and just alter the whole freaking problem of our society. Go back when... Thomas Jefferson Jefferson was here or something, you know, like the, when the American Constitution was drawn up, you know, and I'm going to change it there or something. You know, Remove like, that right to bear arms. Yeah, that's right. Like, get rid of that so that, therefore, no one had guns, you know. Who knows? But overall, I think it was a really great, um, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff in this film. I love the attitude of the film. It's very, like you said before, you started playing it with your little kids and then they started swearing. And that that's, uh, again... What I liked about this that it felt very realistic for the age group as well. Mm. Like it's it didn't it didn't beat around the like they they could be friends. They nerded out on the science stuff. They didn't have to be boyfriend girlfriend. She had had another boyfriend. He's a jerk. You know, like this other this other guy in the classroom who ends up the super quantum mechanics thing. Yeah. Uh, like he's the one that's got the crush on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not Sebastian. So I liked that. Like the dynamics in the world. Like I liked yeah, that. I liked uh, the Brooklyn world they created. That was that was very nice, and, and it would it'd be nice to see more. You could almost sort of see a TV show spin off on this. You could quite easily. Uh, Quantum Leap two. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's Brooklyn. Yes. That would be a good one. So what about the science, sorry? I'm glad you are. <laughs> I always ask about the science. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is we can time travel. What? Forwards time through time. Uh. And well, the interesting thing here—they talk about wormholes. I've mentioned well, this, but time traveling with wormholes. And the exciting thing you've got to think about with time travel of this nature is that they're traveling to a place. It's not just a time. We've got this concept of time space. It's, it's time large, space place. It's combined. <laughs> you know, like you can't have time and without space and vice versa. So a. The whole idea of the wormhole, and I spoke about this on the Beyond episode, if you want more about wormholes, go see that, is that it's linking two different time spaces in a, in a continuous path so that you could walk from one time space into another time space. Right. And because it is time space and not just space, that physical location could apparently be very close to or the same as your current location. The difficulty being here, of course, is always that the Earth is traveling constantly around the sun and the whole solar system is traveling through the galaxy and the galaxy is moving in the universe. So if you go back one day, then the Earth is one day earlier in its orbit and one day closer to the center of the galaxy and all the rest of it. Like it's... But you don't worry about that because no. wormholes join space-time. Yes. So if you were to, presumably these machines they've got with their quantum doodads and what knows, are able to make the calculations such that the ends of the wormhole open relative Perfect. to Earth. I mean, you could do those calculations and figure out for any given time gap where Earth will be in relation to where you are now and of so course. on. So let's assume that calculation gets done. Yes. So the idea of wormholes for time travel is that you create a wormhole uh, in one spot so you've got the two halves of it openings and then you drag one of them out 
and away at accelerating up to close to the speed of light, fly around and then decelerate back down and brought it back down. And now you've got a wormhole that's in the future, but it's at, uh, because of time dilation, because you've gone and traveled so fast, it's traveled further into the future than you would have expected. So you can now walk backwards through the wormhole to the past. By depending on how fast you accelerate and how long you do that for, as to how big a time dilation you're going to have between the two. Yes. But it means that you'd never be able to travel back earlier than the time you created the wormhole. And there's actually a couple, there are a couple time travel movies that use that notion. There's, I, I can't remember the name of it. There's one of them though where they they invent this wormhole time travel device. Yeah. And from that point forward, they can travel back to that time when they first turned it on, but they can't travel earlier because obviously that's when the wormhole opens. Now, these guys are obviously able to make time holes, uh, wormholes spontaneously. And if wormholes could be created, then there's no particular reason why you couldn't. As I said, it's, it's space-time as, as a dual thing. You could combine the two. Interesting. Yeah. But our forward traveling, yeah, that's time, the, that's immediately what I think of. Like, well, can you travel forward? Yeah, and and we're talking about time dil- time dilation here, and so this is a real thing that happens to astronauts on the space station. And in fact, if you live on the top of a mountain compared to someone living um, down uh, on the beach, and I was reading, and and so this is because when you are at a lower point of gravitational potential, so you're closer to a high gravity mass, you experience time slower than when you're high, further away from a gravity mass. So if you are inside of a black hole's event horizon, you will be experiencing time very slowly compared to someone on the far out. The reality is you would you would feel like time is exactly the same and you'd be seeing other people moving uh, and it's a hard thing. You wouldn't see them moving faster, but they would be. Right. Really weird stuff. So, And that's because t- uh, the speed of light is constant. Uh, so when you're... If you think of the good old analogy of... Uh, Bacon manoodle there. A sheet of... <laughs> A sheet of you know rubber with a heavy weight on it being the mass and the yeah. curvature of the sheet of rubber being the, the gravity well going in. If you yeah. drew a grid yeah. lines on this sheet and each grid was you know one unit that took one unit of time for light to travel across. If you go then and push down a one, you can see that the grid lines would get squished close together. Yeah. So the, uh, the light would travel from one side to the other seemingly very slowly from anyone outside. So someone looking in there would see like a really tiny little gap and yeah. it seems to take forever to the light for light to travel from one side to the other. Whereas if you were right down in there, all there of these grid lines the would be stretched thing, way apart yeah. and it would seem like this light flashing is shooting past. Of course, it would still only be traveling at the speed of light. Yes. It's just that uh, light and time and space are all have to be constant. I'm understanding this because I'm remembering The Simpsons. Yeah. It's, when Homer goes into the yeah. 
this space-time continuum. Yeah, and it's a grid. It's a yeah. 3D world of himself. Yeah, so it's so it's a very very peculiar notion. But then, of course, when you travel closer to the speed of light, everything else that you observe around you uh, appears to move slowly. So clocks, and this is the, the old experiment, you put a clock on your spaceship, you send it away from the Earth, and when it comes back after accelerating, and it's important you have to accelerate here because if you are traveling at a constant speed apart, then time moves constantly. Uh, it looks slower, but when you re connect the clocks that they're not actually change but yeah. if you're accelerating then you get like a, a doppler effect with this and this is the time dilation and then this clock shoots off comes back and it will be have clicked fewer ticks of the clock yes uh which you know time less time has passed yeah effectively and, less time has passed. and so you know these these russian astronauts have done like a year or whatever it's for 18 months so how long it was that the longest one he's got about 20 milliseconds of his life back Thanks to his rush around. So the closer you get to the speed of light, the greater this effect is. So in fact, if you accelerated from Earth at 1G continuous, and you could somehow do this, you could actually cross the galaxy in like a human lifespan. It takes uh, orders of magnitude more energy every increment of speed you want to increase. So you end up having to be entirely massless you need to be a photon to travel the speed of light. But the interesting side effect of that is for photons, there is no passage of time, which I I try not to think too hard about because as soon as you think, so there's no tra- no passage of time, there is no how, speed, yeah. which means how many photons are actually present? Because... If they travel at speed, the only time they experience time is when they hit something else and are absorbed and re-emitted later. But, mm. so the sun emits a photon. From the photon's point of view, it's already at Earth. Like, there is no time difference. There's no space. Don't, yeah, don't go too far into this. Yeah, because... But that's but, how it could travel into the future. So that's that photon, yeah. for us, it takes eight minutes for the photon to reach us on Earth. If you were somehow able to be a passenger on the photon or on a ship traveling close to its speed. But how can they not experience time in that context? Because it, it does take eight minutes. It takes a minute. From our point of view, it takes eight minutes. Yeah. From their, from their point of view, there is no distance. But is that just because they don't have any clocks? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're notoriously bad timekeepers, those photons. Yeah. But so, the, so if you were flying along behind it at a close to the speed of yeah. light, then you would experience almost no time passage. No. It would seem like a very short distance. Well, yeah, eight minutes is nothing. Well, it'd be, yeah, but for your experience, it'd be even less. It'd be a blink of an eye and you'd be at Earth. Oh. Yeah. It's all a bit hypothetical because you'd also have to be just pure energy at that point. So you wouldn't actually have a consciousness. But we shan't worry about that. No. That moves into cosmological concepts of what is consciousness and yeah. is everything actually conscious. To some degree. Well, so does that just mean is if we could do it as a, in a spaceship or some sort of mm. like actual ship? So we are still humans, but we've managed to do travel at the speed of light. Yeah, so we get we get the warm wormhole thing. So happen. we get to eighty percent of the speed of light. Yeah, 
But it, but even in that context, like, so do we? So the speed of light would mean like the world, the universe, sort of almost like warps. Yeah, it would. You would and stretch so it out. that's what you're saying there. That it would seem like almost like it might be eight minutes, but mm-hmm. it's actually in that context. It's just like a wall of light, and then we're like, oh, we're here. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah, you'd end up with some very peculiar perception distortions. Yeah, so it's a distortion of time, not necessarily a actual blink of time. That's right. It's a yeah, so a bit like the two thousand and one. It gets very difficult to to conceive know? of because yeah. it's it's an inhuman That's concept. Right. Yeah, We're it's like so asking what's on the outside of the universe. What yeah. are we expanding into? it's also like saying to us what happens after our physical body dies isn't it it's like we can think of you know religions come up with reasons science comes up with reasons we can think of things but you actually don't know until you die yes you know you just actually don't know there's no proof really of anything until you die you know, like, yes, our body will decay and all that like that's that's yes. a given but we but, don't and, and that's that cosmological like, question of of what is consciousness? Yeah, like conscious does does our conscious actually go? Does our conscious just keep living? Yeah, does it slowly dissipate? Does it dissipate slower mm. than the surrounding material holding, or does it go faster than the yeah. material? Yeah, is it like you just said? Is it just like a proton? Like it doesn't understand time anymore, so therefore our physical body dies, but our consciousness. Well, see, I I wondered if you get a bit of time dilation going on there because as yeah. as you're dying, in fact. Is this a whole senior life flash before you? Yeah, that people are. Are you actually, about. yeah, in that split second before death, you're experiencing an exaggerated death? Duration. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's sort of moving into some pretty hefty yeah, philosophical yeah. grounds there. Which, but as soon as you start talking time travel, you've got to start moving beyond the realms of detected and empirical yeah. knowledge. It's just the requirement. But it is very interesting, I think, um, in general, this concept of the speed of light and that. Time, because time and height and width and length, these dimensions, are bounded. Speed of light is kind of the the constant amount they will have to sum to. Any action that occurs within space-time has to sum to the speed of light. And so matter, for example, is equal to uh, the energy in, say, photons, times the square of the speed of light. So there's kind of a, a this constant amount and in yeah, this movie right. she was talking about changing the spin on electrons which uh would turn them into positrons which are antimatter yeah and then you feed them in and when a, a positron and electron bump into one another they mutually annihilate releasing five hundred thousand electron volts whatever that is but that's the mass of an electron converted to photons yeah and so there's a certain consistency there so if you squish physical dimensions then you get a time dilation yeah and oh geez have you heard of the alcubierre i think that's how you pronounce it warp drive and that's a that's this concept that with enough energy and uh, the right sort of material you can actually squeeze or or bunch space-time in front of your spaceship and stretch it out behind. Oh, so the leading yeah, edge yeah. is a scrunched up wall of space-time and the, and the trailing edge is a stretched out. And yeah. then when you turn it off, it the bunched up bit flops out behind and you're now yeah. ahead yeah. of where you would be 
were you traveling at the speed of light? There's a movie or TV show that. Oh, I don't sure, know. I'm sure. I think that's what I've heard. About it. And the, the only thing stopping us from doing this, of course, is this material that we have yet to figure out how to make, which has to have a certain quality to it. But it's, in, it's interesting. Do you think that time travel will be? I don't think traveling to the past is possible because it's not a place right. anymore. Because in order for you to be able to travel to the past, it must be physically connected to the present. And that, as wormholes indicate, is hypothetically possible because you could, under a set of equations, show a coincidence of two space-times which are remote. Yeah. But of greater interest or more reality is that you the time distribution through space or space-time through our universe is not necessarily consistent. So there are pockets that are denser and pockets that are stretched out, which means that there are places in the universe that, ex- that are essentially aging. I shouldn't say there are places. Under certain theories, there are places in this universe which are experiencing time relative to us at a slower or a faster rate. Yeah, yeah. And... By traveling in and out of these places, you can essentially time travel. Yeah. So you could go into a place and come out an hour later and return back to Earth, and then you know a hundred years will have gone past. Yes. So it's like yeah. the H.G. Wells time machine. Yeah. Where he he goes forward through time. Yeah. I think I guess in the original H.G. Wells, he goes forward through time and then returns back to when he left. But uh, he, I don't think he can go backwards. Uh, uh, so that sort of thing, or as it accelerating up close to the speed of light and coming back allows you to pass time. And there's a book series or a book called Old Man's War, which is sort of explores this concept of these soldiers uh, chucked on these spaceships and sent off to fight in you know, alien species. And they do it at relativistic speeds. So they're shooting off uh, and they spend five years traveling to their destination. 20, 30 years has passed for Earth. So much so that by the time this guy goes on his bit of his mission and goes around, enough time has occurred that Earth and the alien species have established communications and made peace. So he comes back from his tour of duty and you know, 150 years or something crazy has gone past. And they're no longer at war, and uh, but he got split up from his girlfriend, who has gone off to the retirement planet, and he's going. Well, that was, she would have experienced about fifty-five or seventy years or something while I was out experiencing six months. And it's okay because he turns up to the retirement planet, going, "Okay, well, what am I going to do with myself? I, I, I got this. You know, I'm an old man." And I don't have a girlfriend. Turns out, though, his girlfriend, a bunch of the other soldiers, pooled their money because they they were getting paid on Earth in the Earth Bank with compounding interest. So this is one of the benefits they told the soldiers: look, it's dangerous and you're probably going to die, but if you get back, you're going to be filthy rich. And sure, yeah. he's got like 150 years worth of compounding salary, which he's not spent because he's been on duty with danger pay. Fabulously wealthy, and so are all the other soldiers, and they're on this retirement planet. So they actually bought a spaceship 
and basically went out at close to the speed of light and were doing a circuit around the sun. Every trip was to, felt like yeah, a month or something to them, but it was five years. And so every five years, basically, they'd return, having only aged a month or so, and each the, all the people they would check to see if any of their friends from other tours had returned back yet, and so they get reunited. Right. So there is a way of traveling through time. Sounds really interesting that story. So she basically <laughs> was able to travel forwards through time to meet up with her boyfriend. Yeah. The interesting part, of course, is that these soldiers are genetically modified super soldiers that were like Avatar, where consciousness transferred into them from yeah. old people. So when you reach retirement age on Earth, 65, you are allowed to, then you are allowed to enlist in the army. Right. Because there's a one-way process. You came out of your body into the super soldier body. So they basically sort of said, we've got an aging population and plenty of people have hit 65. They've got no other retirement options. Why not? And so, yeah, they're getting a lot, a lot of, and this is this guy, he did it. He went, well, my wife died. My sons, you know, my kids have all moved off and done whatever and, I could sort of potter around for the next 10, 20 years, whatever, and do nothing, or I could do that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's forward traveling through time, through relative yeah, speed. Right. Backwards traveling, you'd have to have an established connection already to where you want to go. You couldn't just, you couldn't just pick a day because places don't arbitrarily exist continuously unless, as you say, it's a multidimensional thing where you're actually traveling to another set of dimensions where yeah. everything looks remarkably similar, but it's ever so different as in it's a different time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. Cause it, you, when you even just said that before, it's like, well, yeah, everything that's happened. I mean, it's a question again, isn't it? It's like, it, does everything that's happened, we've moved on from it, you know, like our cells, you know, die away. We move on, we, our body changes as we get older. You can't, go back to an earlier version of yourself. No, you can't. But, can't and so how would you, and so that on the bigger scale to that's like, how would you, how do you go back? How does the earth get young? How do you, how do you go back? Yeah. Really? There's, there's sort of not a place. It doesn't exist Yesterday, yesterday isn't a place. No. Uh, tomorrow's not a place. You know, it's, it's a process that will occur. Yeah. Unless you have a wormhole, which, which yeah. would be, Equivalent to a bridge, literally, you'd yeah. be able to walk between the two from this set of time space to another time and space, which was earlier to the yeah, the other one. But there's a lot of things to say that that's just there is not work, but <laughs> but not absolutely not work. No, there's always a little bit of wiggle room there somewhere. Yeah, and I was I just. Just reminded me one thing that I was expecting when they were saying, uh, we've done the spin, we've got the antimatter, uh, we've done all this, oh, we need the quantum thingamabobs. And they say, we need energy. We need something that will handle a lot of energy or how much energy you're talking about. I was wanted someone to say 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was kind yeah. of going, will they do that? Because. Yeah. Even with just a bit of a smile on their faces yeah. as if they know the story, but but uh, they didn't, so that was a shame. No, they didn't. But, yeah, so that was that. So uh, yourself, what did you think of the cinematography, technicality, storytelling? 
Well, the cinematography was really cool. They did it very modern style. There was lots of uh, depth of focus, shallow, you know, deep, deep focus points. Um, it, lots of pretty cool, you know, macro portrait shots. It was as though, in my brain, this was shot on like a DSLR. Um, and so you're getting that depth going on all the time. But it was really like modern day filmmaking in that way, which was cool. Um, there's a very awesome effect. You probably saw this one stand out where the camera just um, tilted to the left oh, and it kept yeah. kept tilting and it and it kind of almost did like a 180 uh, into yeah, the next scene. What got me about that was when she picked up the pack and she returned to the alleyway mm. and she sort of, you know, I think she vomited or something, but she, yeah. you know, she bent over. She's obviously... Yeah. Deeply affected. Yeah. In my head, I immediately thought to myself, oh, well, that went a bit sideways. Yeah, yeah. But then and the, camera the camera was tilting and, yeah. and, I, and I went, oh, yeah. did I think that because the camera started tilting yeah. or was it coincidental that I thought it and then the camera tilted? <laughs> but it, yeah, that, you're right. I, I forgot about that. And, and it, yeah, it tilted. It went all the way upside down. I love I, that. That was a really yeah. good. That was a good uh, yeah, metaphor. Like, it, it was because the world was turned upside down. Yeah, right? it was yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, so that was a really cool effect of... I remember they do it, I think, in Spider-Man 2. They do a similar thing, but it was more powerful in this to me because of yeah. the fact that it was going to the funeral. So it was kind and of like, it, you know... it felt really natural. It didn't feel contrived or yeah. Yeah. gimmicky. It, it, it really struck very well. And I'm going to... If I ever make a film, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a really cool effect in the in the film. Um, I, I've talked about the backpacks, backpacks. Sorry, they're really cute. They rule. They're real homage to uh, the you know Ghostbusters, as was said. The time traveling through the wormhole. I think two thousand one's in there, but it's a really sort of spacey sort of situation. Um, also, the there's a matrix. Re- a reference as well, um, where someone's reacting to the travel. It was very much like them being in the Matrix, the learning program, you know. And so they're oh, on yeah. the street, and you know, it's like it was almost like what What do you mean, kind of thing. That that scene again. So I thought that was that was really cool. Um, I think probably, and we've spoken a bit about it, but this idea of okay, it's a science fiction film, but then the social commentary of the Black Lives Matter. Movement. I know in Australia it's very different. We've got a different sort of, uh, you know, situation that's happened here with our Indigenous people. Obviously in America it is a lot to do with, uh, you know, the American um, uh, black population there. And I think this film, like you've kept saying Jamaicans, like it's it's pushed it beyond just this one type, you know. But we've had a lot of the stuff like online with Facebook and Instagram and other Twitter and et cetera, where it's like, you know, on one side, those social media are very good at pushing and, and promoting, you know, changes like this, but then they also push and promote the the negatives just as much, you know, like those I, people get together just the same way. I think also one of the things that this movie pointed out to me, as you're saying, is you get this whole push of the issue, the the movement, because they they showed several times the Black Lives Matters rallies. Yeah, the protesting and uh, and and you know, the, the the people sort of chanting and, and yeah. they're really upset. This this big social movement, 
But that was being shown on a little crappy TV yeah. in the living room. And on lounge, mum is, you know, resting her head on her daughter's lap. Just she's clearly can't even handle it at the moment. And I, for, for me, it was really sort of saying, yeah, there's this, this big movement, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. But, but this it, is what it means. Yeah, this, someone's dead. This is yeah. what it means. It's like this family now doesn't have a dad, doesn't have the brother. Mm. And, you know, what are they supposed to do? You know, why is this keeping <clears throat> so crap for them? Yeah. They've not done anything wrong. Mm. And you get that real micro view. Okay, you've got this, great. You've got a movement there, people are protesting. But at the same time, it's because there, yeah. there are people who are hurting. And, I mean, I think, you know, okay, so this film came out 2019, you know, probably written and pre-produced, pre-production Two or three years ago it is when took it started. Five years to it took make. Five years. So yeah, that even gives me better context for this social commentary because you got to remember, even when Barack Obama was president, there was two or three, uh, again, black Americans that were gunned down by the police. I know I can't think of the town now off the top of my head. I feel like it's Getin, Getty somewhere, but um, there was you know the one where the it was like a teenager boy was shot. Mm. by I think two white police officers and he was just kind of coming home from his job or something, you know, and they they mistakenly identified him. And that was while Barack Obama was president, you know, and you kind of think, wow, like even in that context, you can't, you know, of a black president, there's still problems like this on the street level, you know. Uh, and, of course, we've, we've, we had like, you know, that huge, the Black Lives is going, that huge controversy with Pepsi that put out that, Terrible ad that was oh. with uh, Kyle Jenner, I think, and oh, poor, you know, poor Kylie Jenner no, involved no, no. in that. It was a terrible ad where you know she walked up and it's like, well, the police officer's okay if I give him a Pepsi <laughs> instead of like beating them over the head. Yeah, so, it's so minimised oh, and, and commercialised. What horrible. is a a really important social movement, and it's yeah, I I feel sorry for everyone involved in that. And I mean, maybe if we step back as well from the film, you know, you go because it was answered very early in this film that time travel doesn't fix anything, mm. and they kind of basically repeated that like well, this, it never fixed. This anything. is the same thing. You know, magic doesn't fix anything. Yeah. So then, if you take something like this, and you're right, it's an undercurrent. It's not the main sort of theme of the film. The main theme is time travel, but you take this undercurrent of. Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matters and these, you know, her brother dying or her friend dying, one of them's going to die by the hands of the police. You can't change it. You can't change it. You can't change a society like that. You know, time travel doesn't fix this society. And it's I a think, long slog. I think that's why I I wanted some sort of stronger direction when she's running, whether it be an, a positive, like she's, she's going, going to, to affect you know, change. Yeah, she's going to get a government. Well, as I said, you know, her brother had his phone out. That's why I got shot. Perhaps he filmed something yeah, that the film gets out and makes a difference. Yeah. Or maybe a, a, a downside to it, like a, a negative slant to it. Yeah. But some sort of some sort of direction of how uh, this this other commentary is going with this. Yeah. And that's totally fair but enough. But then, then again, now I'm just realizing perhaps one of the ways you could look at it is it's an ongoing struggle. Yes, that's what I would think. And it's something going. that it's not, it's not unique to our time and place. Like you even had, say, the French Revolution yeah. was not really about race. I don't think it was about race. I think it was about food, actually. But it was still about the haves and the have-nots, the privileged, the underprivileged. And there was a struggle there. And I mean, the, the American um, Revolution... Self, Similar, yeah. 
I assume. What's going on in Hong Kong, you know, Hong Kong, Hong Kong versus yeah, China, like, you know. So yeah, maybe now I'm just sort of connecting this. Perhaps that's one way of looking at it. Is yeah. She's, she's running off. She's gone and done her little thing. She's gone back home. She's running and it cuts and you're going, okay, so it's, yeah, an ongoing thing. It's, it's, it's something that we struggled constantly. In. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's what the film does by leaving it open-ended like that. As you can think that, someone else can think, well... No, she's going to try to save her brother specifically. Someone else could think, no, she's going to try something totally different. Like, mm. yeah, it leaves it open to that, doesn't it? As you said, the director wanted it to be continuous. So anyway, um, that kind of wraps us up. It'd be great to let us know what you think about this episode of our podcast and what you thought about. See you yesterday. At Space Brains Pod <laughs> on Twitter, at Space Brains Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, right. so hit us up on all those things. Remember the Jamaican accents. Please send it our way. And our next episode, we are going to number 25. 25. It's, it's a, a classic. Classic, <laughs> classic alert. Classic FM. Yeah, classic. <laughs> That's what we, because we said it in time. We've got <laughs> classic FM on a podcast. What yeah. the hell? So, so, so far, we've done Alien. We've done 2001. We've done Predator. We've done Back to the Future. And our fifth one is by... Popular request. Oh, hashtag. Hashtag. Audience member. Audience member. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, you know who you are. I'm not going to mention your name. I think you should mention names, to be honest. Put well, yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't asked her if <laughs> it's appropriate. Okay. Well, you so, should for next episode. Yes, I, I will. Um, Event Horizon. Ooh. It's got our very own Sam Neill. Sam Neill. And... It's also got uh, Lawrence, Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I was going to say Morpheus. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and <laughs> Sam Neill together at last in a wonderful. If you haven't seen Event Horizon, yeah, I'm not going to give you any spoilers now, but there no. will be plenty of spoilers in the episode. So go watch the movie and then really think about what's good and what's great, and then we'll tell you what we think. Yeah, start hashtagging what you think about Event Horizon, which will be our next episode. So thank you very much, Surrey. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, everybody else. See ya. See ya. Bye, everyone.